coming out of white space at the help of the Atari system in three, two, one. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and ghouls, thank you for tuning in to yet another episode of Tales from the Crypt. My name is Glenn, I am happy to be back and act here as your host, as uh, kind of your, I guess, uh, I don't know, your introductor, conductor, I should say, uh, into the wonderful world that is Gateway Horror. Now, as I'm sure you're aware, um, we kind of went from going to almost an episode like every other day um, back in the month of December when we were doing Happy Horror Days, which was kind of like um, our little foray into exploring the world that is Christmas horror. So if you hadn't had a chance to go and listen to that, I would highly recommend that you do so. Um, but the reason we were really gone for so long uh, wasn't because we were taking time off for the holidays or anything like that, but if you follow us on Twitter over at From the Cribbed or at Preachcast, you would know that we actually just finished moving all of our podcast hosting over from Libsyn to SoundCloud. So uh, it takes a little while to get all that stuff kind of situated and get all the uh, the I's dotted and the T's crossed, so to speak. Uh, but we have everything taken care of now. It's all woven into our website. iTunes feed is back up and updated, and we are ready to kick it off get back into the full swing of things and we're gonna go ahead and do that i figured i figured i'd bring this show back on probably the best day that you could possibly bring it back and that is going to be friday the 13th so sit back enjoy as we dive into this whole packed episode of tales from the crib And that sound, of course, means that it is time for The Buzz. The Buzz is our weekly horror recap where we talk about different, uh, I guess, different like news segments in the world of horror. Kind of like I scroll through, try to dig you up the most interesting topics that I can find in the horror community. And then I bring them to you, the people, and we discuss them right here on Tales from the Crib. Now, there are a few topics that I would like to talk about this week. We have not one, not two, but three. And they're actually all three movies that are coming out. It seemed like these movies, like to me, I really just wanted to kind of see what you guys think of them. And the first one I'm going to start off with is The Cult of Chucky. Now, I love Chucky. I think Chucky um, and Child's Play is probably one of the more underrated franchises. In fact, it seems like most times when you ask people about franchise horror movies, you know, you hear about Freddy, you hear about Jason, but you, you hear about Halloween and Michael Myers, but for some reason, I feel like Chucky kind of gets left by the wayside. You know, you have Child's Play 1, 2, and 3, and then you get on to like Seed of Chucky, Bride of Chucky, um, Curse of Chucky, and now we're coming out with Cult of Chucky. And I really think that Chucky, depending on how it's done, can be done in a super, super creepy manner. And I, for one, am excited, especially with the original director, Don Mancini, returning uh, to kind of helm the project. I'm sure he's really going to... I'm really hoping they kind of take it a a little bit more seriously. I feel like uh, Curse of Chucky definitely tried to do it in a little bit more of a serious way. And I feel like that, that, I don't know, that revisit back to the franchise did have some good scary moments. But it also had some that, for me, were just a little bit too, like, I mean, I love a good cheesy movie. But some some moments in Curse of Chucky were just really too much. Uh, So I'm hoping that Cult of Chucky kind of 
brings it back to being uh, like almost like a you know I don't mind it being a little jokey like I like Chucky like that but I also want it to be terrifying so I'm hoping to kind of see that return to form for Cult of Chucky um, let me know um, kind of what you guys are thinking about Cult of Chucky if you're excited to see it personally I don't think anybody's going to be not excited to see this I, I'm ecstatic I can't wait to you know to see it again I don't know if it's going to get a big screen release and either way you know I'm happy with that I would love to walk into the movie theater and see Chucky on the big screen screen again because you know it's got to be oh sounds crazy to say but it's got to be over a decade since the last time there was a chucky movie in the theaters i would think but i mean even if we can get it on vod i would love to be able to just watch it and get my hands on it as soon as possible because as soon as it comes out i'm going to want to see it so no matter no matter which way really you know i'm I'm gonna be happy but something about seeing a movie uh, a horror movie in the theater with everybody especially like a throwback franchise horror movie like this that has a capability of delivering good scares and really good laughs i feel like it would almost be a waste not to have it in the theater at all but cult of chucky let me know what you guys think over on twitter and let's get that dialogue started up next, uh, since we're talking about franchise horror, I figured, you know, we gotta talk about Saw Legacy. I am, again, ecstatic that all these, like, you know, all this return of all our, I don't know if Saw really counts as one of, like, the favorite horror franchises, but I feel like it should. A lot of people really, really like Saw, and I enjoy Saw in general. I'm a fan of the series as a whole. Uh, there are definitely some movies that are better than others but saw legacy i feel like a lot of, i feel like the debate here is has there been too much time that has passed since the like you know the last entry in the saw series and is it ridiculous that they're actually going back and kind of rehashing that again and i'm gonna say no and i really feel like the biggest i guess like the biggest supporter of you know that theory would be the saw movies themselves if you sit down and you watch saw you know saw one um, two, two is a direct sequel to one, but as you start to get through into the later entra- entries in the series, like those movies kind of intertwine, and all of a sudden, like Saw Four takes place like in between like two and three, and like five takes place like, um, uh, like you know after after four obviously, but four is a dream a little bit. Like it's super super weird how some of those movies work. Um, the it's interesting it's it's a very creative idea i feel like they probably ended up doing it because once it came to like the whole writing of saw they probably had their backs against the wall a lot of the times they were trying to figure out how they continue the story so they tried to i guess interweave as many different ways as they could but i feel like that lends itself perfectly to another saw movie because they can set this movie you know anywhere they want it could be anywhere in the main series or if they really want to make it you know just a straight up sequel to uh, saw 3d or saw 7 they could do that too personally i'd really like if uh you know if this is set somewhere in between the films because i would love to see jigsaw again um after jigsaw left uh, you know, I really, Jigsaw's such a great character, and I mean, he is kind of alive a little bit in the other movies through his, like, protégés, but something about having Tobin Bell in there is really, is really, like, the big thing for me, and I'm sure we'll see him in there in some aspect, but I really like if he was a main character again, so I'm hoping that, uh, they set it sometime where Tobin Bell is still alive in the series, but only time will tell, and I mean, Saw was, Saw owned Halloween before, Paranormal Activity, Saw was the Halloween movie. And I feel like you have to show love to any type of 
horror franchise that's just going to go ahead and kind of take it on themselves to be like, you know what? Every year at Halloween, we're going to be the movie that you go see in the theater. And yes, there is definitely a financial benefit to doing that. But at the same time, they guaranteed you, and I guess, you know, us as the horror movie audience going to see these movies, guaranteed that we were going to get a scary movie every single Halloween. Because every once in a while... Uh, every couple years, sometimes there's not a scary movie to go see on Halloween. And when there's not a scary movie to go see in the theater, like, you know, we're kind of the ones who lose at that. So the fact that Saw is going to come back again, kind of jump back into that spotlight, I'm super excited. Rumor has it that uh, the Ring movies are going to start getting their sequels and they're going to be like the new Halloween thing now that Paranormal Activity is completely done. Uh, and I'm sure, like, you know, the next Insidious or whatever will kind of weave its way in there. But... I'm excited to see Saw again. So if you want to see Saw, let me know. And then lastly, last movie I want to talk about, and we're actually, we're going to go ahead and play the trailer, and then we'll kind of talk about it afterwards. But that's going to be The Bye Bye Man. The Bye Bye Man is a PG-13 horror movie, which I am always a fan of. But to me, it looks a little bit ridiculous. I'm anxious to see what other people say. I, do, I definitely, I'm not going to lie to you, I want to see it, because I want to see more or less every PG-13 horror movie that's out there, but I, I, I just, I don't know how to react to this one fully, so I figured, you know what, let's go ahead, watch a trailer together, and, uh, you know, maybe together we can piece it out and see what we think about it. So let's take a peek. He's real. If you say his name, or even think it, he'll come for you. Don't say it, don't think it. What happened? You're gonna tell me, you know that? Please don't make me say it. Don't say it, don't think it. If I tell you about him, you and your kids. All dead. Well, house off campus with John Henry and a living girlfriend. Should we do it? <laughs> yeah. You ready for this? What the hell is that? What is it? There's something happening. Bye-bye. 
by men. So the bu- the bye bye man kind of plays on that. Uh, I guess that same idea that um, almost like um, Freddy Krueger does, and the way that uh, you know, if you believe in him, then he has power and he can, I guess, come and get you. I'm not really sure, like you know, where the bye bye man comes from. Is he kind of like the boogeyman or something like that? Uh, I'm. I don't know. The trailer leaves a lot of questions. Uh, there are definitely some, speaking of questions, there's definitely some questionable moments in that trailer. Um, like the the actor who's like, like, don't make me say it. Like every once in a while when he's delivering those lines, it's a little weird, but I gotta, I gotta be honest. There's sometimes where it looks like where he's doing, I feel like he's doing a good job. Uh, he, he seems pretty, he seems pretty convincing that now and then, at least in, at least in the trailer. And I, I will also say, like, I hope you didn't have the volume on that up too high because it was, uh, you know, bl- blasting up and in my headphones here. Uh, it was, uh, it was, it was, a little, it was a little scary at some point. Some of those music cues, I feel like worked really well. Um, won't say the trailer was actually scary because the Pipe Man himself does not look not look frightening, but hey, you know what? For some people, that is one of the, you know, for people who want to go see uh, a, a scary movie, depending on how old they are, the Bye Bye Man might be their first horror movie, and somebody out there needs to talk about it and let them know that they can go see it, so I'm going to go ahead and shoulder that burden, uh, and I am, I will I will definitely be, be checking this out at one point or another. If anybody out there goes to see the Bye Bye Man, you know, let me know. Sometimes I really, really try hard not to judge a book by its cover. You know, I, I, I watch all the trailers, and regardless of, you know, how ridiculous they may look, I try to really reserve my judgment until I get there. Because I honestly, I want to like every horror movie. I want to just, I- everything. Like, when the next Annabelle movie comes out, I want that to be great. Because I feel like there's always a potential there. Like, somebody is stepping up to the plate, and they are trying. So I'm always going to try to give that a chance. But if you go out this weekend, this Friday 13th, and you give the Bob I Man a chance, let me know what you think about it because I am anxious to kind of hear what you guys have to say. We have such sights to show you. But if you're staying home, then it's a good thing that we have Ice Cream Ustream coming up. Now, Ice Cream Ustream is basically a segment on the show in which I like to talk about some of the streaming uh, options that you have out there on the internet in regards to horror. Some of the cool things that I think you probably will want to check out. And lately I've been experimenting with kind of expanding the different services that we talk about on Ice Cream Ustream. A lot of people have Netflix. A lot of people have Hulu, so I've started to add some other things in as well, and it's going to uh, feature uh, actually a movie from HBO this week, and we'll start off with that one, and that's going to be Insidious 3. Insidious 3 is kind of like the prequel uh, to the Insidious movies, and if you haven't seen Insidious 3, I mean, it's... It's, it's out there, and I feel like it's definitely it's definitely worth checking out. I really personally, when I first saw the first Insidious movie, you know, like the, the original one, I thought it was absolutely terrifying. That movie was really, really, really well done. I feel like it was shot amazingly. It did a great job with, uh, you know, music was worked in there in a really terrifying way. And on the big screen, its jump scares are in sane and i personally to me there's nothing scarier than like a ghost story a ghost story to me is what that's what that's what gets me you know so 
uh, when I saw Insidious, I was like, this is a throwback to all the awesomeness of like Poltergeist uh, and you know and like haunted house movies, and I just I just you know fell in love with it, and I wanted to to like the sequels as much. And you know, Insidious two, I honestly want to go back and watch because I did see it once at. Um, uh, you know, thanks to the podcast that like an early screening, uh, and it just really wasn't what I was expecting it to be. So, Insidious Three, um, you know, I, I'm I'm in for this franchise, but Insidious Three really did not uh, did not rub me the right way. Uh, but it is an interesting look at kind of like how the the team, quote unquote, was formed that goes in to actually uh, go up and fight the demons. And it is, you know, in the in the main series. Oh, there's there are. I feel like there are some spinoffs, but it is in the main series. Uh, you know, and it's produced by James Wan. So I feel like it's definitely worth checking out if you haven't seen it before. Catching it on HBO is is definitely you know it's definitely worth a watch that way. Uh, I don't necessarily like if I could go back in time, I probably wouldn't run out to the theater and see this. But again, like I said earlier, I always want to go out and you know and, and give every movie a shot. And I feel like if it's on HBO Go or it's on HBO. Go watch Insidious 3. See what you think. Moving on to some of the other services, uh, let's go ahead and talk about Netflix. And Netflix actually has The Wailing, uh, which is a Korean, uh, I guess, uh, you know, the other genre of movie that uh, that really creeps me out, aside from ghost stories, is like those disease-type movies, like Outbreak and stuff like that. And it seems like The Wailing is very much like that. It follows uh, a man who moves from Japan over into China, and he kind of like lives in this village and it seems like he brings like a curse or at least the villagers are under the impression he has a curse with him that people are starting to get violently ill and uh, that uh, there's also like the spirits uh, surrounding him and that he is brought with him over into the village and it looks it looks great um, this movie got a lot of talk right around the, the same time that uh, Train to Busan came out, and I personally started with Train to Busan, and I have not had a chance to watch The Wailing yet, but I am definitely going to. Uh, it is uh, streaming over on Netflix. It is a movie that you can watch with uh, subtitles, so just keep that in mind uh, because you know, I think it's uh, I think it's close to two hours, and depending on you know how you feel about subtitles, you're going to have to be fully engaged in the film. Like, you know, you're not going to, this is not something you can like casually watch. You have to, you have to watch it. And if you check out the preview, I really feel like this movie is going to pull you in right away. Um, but like, you know, give it a chance. And I feel like it's going to be good. And if you have seen the wailing, like give me, you know, give me like a no spoilers uh, about it because, uh, kind of building up my netflix queue um more than ever you know now with a with a newborn i don't get a chance to watch as many things as i had in the past so um i'm always looking for different recommendations and different ways to kind of move things up and down the queue respectively so if i should get to the wailing you know quicker uh, than i plan on let me know and lastly, um, I feel like we have to talk about this because today is, of course, Friday the 13th. If you are looking to stream the Friday the 13th movies, they are all available on Hulu. The only one missing there uh, is going to be uh, Freddy vs. Jason, which is a great movie. But I don't know if you... Personally, I feel like it's a Friday the 13th movie. I feel like it's a Nightmare on Elm Street movie. I feel like it lives in both equally. But if you want to watch any of the movies from the main Friday the 13th franchise, they are all available on Hulu. So if you want to be a really sneaky, you can kind of just sign up for like a free trial of Hulu. And then you can watch all the movies till your heart's content and then, you know, cut out after that trial. Not that I'm recommending you do so. I think Hulu's got... Honestly, Hulu has probably one of the best selections of horror movies of, like, the main guys, you know, aside from Shudder. Um, but when it comes to 
big streaming services, Hulu does a great job, and they have all of those um, Friday the 13th movies. So there's your place to go. I'm going to save you the trouble of going around and like looking for like shady links or trying to buy that $200 um, Blu-ray set that is out of print. Just go over on the Hulu and watch them there. Personally, I am really looking forward to going back and watching Part 5 again. Um, that's definitely one that I want to revisit haven't seen it in a while uh and i remember it just being like a gr- they're all a great time i remember that one just being way over the top and an amazing time so i am super interested in checking that out let me know what you guys uh are going to be are going to be watching over um on uh on like netflix or what you're watching on friday the 13th because i really want to hear about it from you guys and that's going to be over on at from the cribbed on twitter Shop smart. Shop S-smart. You got that? All right, guys, it is time to shop smart. Shop smart is the segment in which I go through the uh, internet, usually finding myself on Amazon, of course, because that wonderful $2 two-day shipping. And I try to find some of the coolest things that I can find in terms of like horror merchandise. Now, I will say this Shop Smart has long been kind of like the segment uh, where I just talk about like some great deals that you can get over um, like for different Blu-rays and things like that. And that is going to continue this week. Although we'll have a slightly like, you know, extra little appearance of a non-movie product. So let's just go ahead and start off with the fact that you can pick up the Alien Quadrilogy for $14.99. Now, this is, um, it's not like the giant Alien Quadrilogy set, but it's still all four of the Alien uh, Quadrilogy movies, like Alien 1, 2, 3, and Resurrection, uh, you know, for 15 bucks is is pretty awesome. It comes with all those awesome bonus features that used to be on that like mammoth box set as well. That if you ever had this on DVD, this thing was huge. Go ahead and Google like Alien Quadrilogy DVD and you will see like how big it is when it unfolds. It seemed like every movie had like four discs to it. It was absolute insanity. Uh, and the fact that now we have Blu-ray really helped us kind of fit a lot more content onto those discs. And the fact that, I mean, you can get it $15. Like that's great you can't get one collectible movie now for like 15 dollars like blu-rays because sometimes for a single title if it's coming from like screen factory or vestron video like those things are like 30 plus bucks so the fact that you can pick up these awesome movies from the alien like series i get them especially with the new alien movie right around the corner it's a great time for you to go back and revisit some of that franchise because you know that that new alien movie i think it's alien covenant is going to be making like allusions and throwbacks to these original series so i know i'm gonna want to go ahead and brush up on my alien knowledge for sure next thing i want to talk about is going to be now these are really these are cool uh there's actually uh these uh if you just go to amazon right and you type in horror coloring books uh there are several different coloring books that you can go ahead and like a they're like adult coloring books because they have one that's edgar Allan poe and then they have another one that is uh, alice in wonderland and then there's another one that's like grimm's fairy tales and they're all like horror themed like you know like very like not not graphic but like gore like there's some a little bit of gore to them they're scary it's like scary coloring books for adults and that that seems pretty cool personally i am not a very good i don't know is the word colorer colorer i'm not even sure um i'm not a very good artist i cannot color in 
the lines very well. So, but like I've always thought that I'm like these always look cool. Like you know, I've never I've been it's been years and years since I colored anything. And if I had any artistic talent, perhaps that would be neat to do. Especially when some of the designs are kind of laid out there for you already, and all you have to do is fill it in. But uh, you can check these out. There are some that are like fourteen ninety nine, and there are other ones that are a little bit more expensive. I would definitely go ahead if you're into like coloring. It seems like it would be really relaxing. But just go over on Amazon, search for a horror coloring book, and you will find a ton of different ones. And the last thing I am going to talk about on Shop Smart this week is going to be Crystal Lake memories now that is the main uh, feature of this episode so i won't dive into it too much right now but you can actually pick up this blu-ray it's two discs features both uh you know both halves of the documentary and it is only 15 dollars. now this thing is well well worth three times that price because it is a seven hour long documentary and that, believe it or not, like if you were super into Friday the 13th, you were going to want to check it out. And why don't we just go ahead and dive into the main presentation and I will tell you why. And now for our feature presentation. So Crystal Lake Memories is the behind the scenes story of the Friday the 13th franchise. I know you've heard me mention multiple, multiple times on this show, on the Preachcast, talking all about um, the Nightmare on Elm Street uh, documentary that is over on Netflix called Never Sleep Again, where it's basically kind of like the same type of deal, seven-hour documentary all about the Nightmare on Elm Street series, goes on um they cover every single movie, and this is basically the same type of thing, but for Friday the 13th, where they take you through and they go down every single movie one at a time. The two-disc set, that's about three and a half hours on each one, and that is not including the bonus material. So you're probably looking at, like, I don't know, maybe close of, like, maybe, I don't know, maybe like nine hours of content altogether, if not at least eight, which is a lot to to kind of take in. But they do a great, great, great job. Not only do they provide a ridiculous amount of background material, uh, they go through and they talk to you know anybody from the director of uh, you know the original Friday the Thirteenth, Sean Cunningham, all the way up to the really they they check in with the director of every single movie. You hear from directors, producers, uh, former studio heads of Paramount. You hear from the writer. You hear from Tom Savini, who did a lot of the special effects. You hear from the actors, the actresses. You hear from the advertising agencies. You hear from, like, you really get, like, all the different angles of, like, how the movie is made, how it is cast, the different production kind of, like, challenges that they ran up against while they were making the movie. You hear about how they promote it and all the challenges that they faced when the movie did come out, you know, against um, different, like, Groups rallying against the movies, saying that they were too violent. You hear about their struggle with the ratings board, with the p- different parent associations. You really get a great understanding of kind of you know what it's like to take that movie from from the very beginning, from a concept when they only had Friday the Thirteenth as a title and they had no idea what it was even going to be, uh, all the way up until like you know we're making Freddy versus Jason. Like, let's see what this is like. And they take you behind every single one. Uh, it is narrated by Corey Feldman, who, of course, um, plays young Tommy Jarvis in Part 5. 
And, you know, he's, you can, he's, he seems to be, like, super into it. You can tell that he looked back on that movie, like, in a fond way. But I think what's the the key to what makes this movie, this documentary successful is the pacing. It is edited together very, very well. Uh, you can easily, like, you know, if you only have time to watch a little bit, you could easily just stop after each, you know, after each movie, even though it does weave together really well, there is a, there's a very clear like break in between each one where they like, you know, they have like a little bit of a lead in based on whatever the next movie is going to be. And they have like a little bit of a title screen. So you could easily just stop and pick up again later, but it's paced well, even during the interview process. And when they're, when they're talking to everybody and which is amazing because editing something that's this long must've been an absolute nightmare. And the production value of the interviews, of the sets that they're talking about, all the behind-the-scenes footage that they have, everything looks great. Which is, I mean, when it's this long, it needs to look great if it's going to hold your attention. Because the Nightmare on Elm Street documentary, this is by the same people who did that one. And it's really, you know, they really put their heart and soul into it. You can tell that these people love these movies, which if you're going to subject anybody to talking about it for that long, you better really believe in what you're talking about because, you know, otherwise it's going to be rough for everyone involved. I will say, like, I really hope that this production company goes through and does another type of documentary series. I would love to see them tackle the Halloween franchise. I would love to see them talk about Hellraiser. There is a Hellraiser documentary, although it's, very fan um i i guess it's it's put together like for fans by fans which is don't get me wrong like the horror community is amazing and the fact that um i think it's called it's like it's in the uh, hellraiser box set that just came out the um oh my gosh uh the name of the box set escapes me but we talk about it uh earlier uh, in another episode of tales from the, the scarlet box um and uh like it's a it's a long long documentary. It's like eight hours long, and this one is too. But it just shows you like that one. Like I tried to put it on, and I was ready. You know, I was ready for an eight hour Hellraiser documentary. But um, you know, the pacing and the production value on that is just not there um, because it doesn't really have that professional feeling to it. But this one certainly does. This is right up there with some of like the best like movie making documentaries that that you're gonna find. And if you've seen the Friday the 13th movies a bunch of times and, you know, it's it's Friday the 13th now and you want to watch something that kind of um, maybe just something that you haven't seen before. I strongly urge you with like every bullet in my body, if you like Friday the 13th, to go seek this documentary out and watch it. Uh, you will immediately be you'll you know exactly what you're getting as soon as it starts you won't have to hang out long to see if you like it or not because you will know within the first 15 minutes and i'm sure you're gonna have a great time now if you want to get this i tried to look everywhere for you to see if this was available streaming somewhere like never sleep again is but it's not so if you do want it you're gonna have to go out to the store and buy it um but best buy does sell it and i don't know if you guys know this but best buy also price matches with amazon it's 15 dollars there so you can walk into to best buy grab it off the shelf show them you know the amazon app where it's 15 bucks and go home tomorrow friday the 13th or today depending on when you listen to this friday the 13th and watch it
And I promise you guys, if you spend the time to track this down and watch it, you will absolutely not be disappointed. And whether this weekend, if you go and you check out any of the movies that we talked about in The Buzz or Ice Cream, cream, let me know over on Twitter at From The Crypt. I would love to talk to you guys, kind of get get an idea of what your plans are for this Friday the 13th.